Blog Talk Radio. The time is now. On everything. Took my heart away from money. I ain't interested in fame. And I pray that never change. Ambition is priceless. It's something that's in your veins. And I put that on my name. Uh. Only hope I had was selling dope. Was on my grind cause times was harder than the seller flow. My mama told me never steal and never tell them folks. I grew up looking up the niggas that was selling coke. Oh, I was raised by the stop sign. No religion, I was getting saved by the Glock 9. By the minute, I was getting paid like a hotline. Serving raw, things calling. We was dot com. Well connected, well respected, and well protected. And get accepted, was rejected, now they regret it. And get my message, was the signal when I was texting. The niggas I was calling was fraud, and I learned my lesson. Now I move with aggression. Use my mind as a weapon, chances are never given. They took them like interception. Throw that pass, I'll be the cornerback. Me and Falaren, MMG gon' bring that one of them back. Easy to dream, a dream, though it's harder to live. They gon' love me for my ambition. Easy to dream, a dream, though it's harder to live. They gon' love me for my ambition. Dream a dream that was harder to live. They gon' love me for my ambition. Speak for itself. Beautiful music, painting pictures, it be my vision. Define ambition for me. My ambition to win, just to get me some ends. Help me pay my little rent, maybe sit in the bins. I saw mama praying, and she wait on results. It was hot in the kitchen, can I wait on the porch? My father was missing, warlord all over north. Life was digging me deeper, I kept on coming up short. Breaking so many laws, waking up in the dark. Who cut my power off, it's time to move that powder soft. Not too many options when you coming from the project. Sitting in the trap, now you moving Cindy Lauper. Girls wanna have fun, and a nigga with some change. And I doubt that ever change. Ambition is priceless, that's something that's in your veins. And I doubt that ever change. Ambition is my shit, and I put that on my name. And I doubt that ever change. For my ambition. Easy to dream a dream, though what's harder to live? They gon' love me for my ambition. Easy to dream a dream, though what's harder to live? They gon' love me for my ambition. Easy to dream a dream, though what's harder to live? Well wishes 
to my opposition. You niggas probably cop a plea before you cop a pistol. I got nothing against them. They got fucking potential. But every nigga who can read gotta get his issue. Subscribe, niggas reside where all the lines and killers be. And I ain't spending a minute up in the streets. But I'm limitless mentally. I'm lyrically ZMC. LeBron shit. I was in the six after 23. And family gets everything. And money is less important. Long as your mama like you. Don't ever love a woman. I got a lot of bitches. They got a lot of feelings. But I got that green on my eyes. And that ain't no dirty sentence. I retire you niggas. Fuck you in your position. They play so this slippery niggas can't even kick it. Y'all ramble and talking shit to these bitches. You know you real. You don't say it. You know you real. We gon' feel it. Ralph. Listen, have you been right at the point of ready? Perfect shoes, perfect dress, perfect hair, perfect makeup, and you look a fool. Well, we're going to stop all that right now. Kevin Foster is the person for you. Aside from him being able to travel to you, being known for his white tape series, he offers a unique experience that's very, very inexpensive. It'll be worth the money that you spend. Prices start at $125. If you would like an appointment with Kevin, call 770-407-9025 to set an appointment. Tell him that the Empress sent you. It's Instagram, Facebook, or on KFOS Photography. Tell him the Empress Even though the Empire was born out of my personal experience and endeavors, the Empress welcomes everyone into the Empire. If you would like to be a guest, a co-host, or simply want to suggest a topic to be discussed, contact me by email at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. I'm here. I'm you. Tonight we are talking about 2016. What about it? I don't know. We're going to see what we're going to do in 2016. But it is my understanding that before you can do anything for next year, you got to pick up some lessons from what you've just gone through. Now, some people don't get that. Some people think that uh, that's just some extra stuff. But I don't think so. I think that it is particularly important that you pick up the things that you need from the previous year before you go into the next year. And if you don't know what you got right, what you got wrong, um, uh, you're going to repeat the same things. I think that life is a big audience for everybody to see what everybody else is doing, but it obviously gives you your own choices. And sometimes we can watch what other people do, do the same things they do and get a totally different outcome. So it's not all in what everybody else is doing. It's about what you're doing. Now, I asked a lot of people a lot of questions just this day, 
you know, because I, I decided to take some time and, and think about my own self, think about the things that's going on in my own life, think about my own years worth of what's happening, what's not. And I was shocked uh, to not be able to recall a lot of great things. Like I, I wanted to be able to say, oh, I could tell you so many great trips I went on, so many escapades, so many things I marked off of my list of things to do, but uh-uh. I, I just did not do a lot of the things that I wanted to do, and I think it was because of lack of planning. I think that my expectation that those things were a little bit bigger than what I wanted Um, so they were just not measurable, they were not attainable, and I don't think that that's fair. Uh, We're going to talk about some of those things tonight. Uh, We're going to have a special guest on with me tonight, and I'm hoping that this is him. i got a couple people already on the line. Mr. Lawrence, are you there? Are you with me? Can you hear me? No. Can you hear me, Mr. Lawrence? Okay, that's okay. If you can't hear me so far, that's okay. We got plenty of time to get things together. Mr. Lawrence, are you there and can you hear me? No, not yet. But we got a couple people already on the on the line. Yeah, call in and chat with me because I want to talk about some things that are important to more than just me. Now, when I thought about 2015, I thought about a lot of different things. And, of course, with my doing the radio broadcast, I've been doing this since 2009, and I thought – to myself that a lot of the time in the media itself, we focus on things that are negative. We never pick up on the things that are great. And so I asked several people, what were some of the great things that happened in 2015? Very few people answered me back. Absolutely uh, three out of 15 people answered me back. And a lot of the people who did answer me said things like, Um, Okay, I see you. Uh, A lot of the people uh, did uh, come on, and they said, well, what I remember was a lot of the tragedy. I I remember a lot of the shootings. It was like uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, a lot of the things in this world that everybody's talking about, nothing, you know, in particular, not one particular case even. A lot of people just said some very generic things. One of my good friends is online, and I want to go ahead and open up the line to him because I know he's a busy man, and I hope that he can hear me. Is that you, Mr. Armani? Yes, ma'am, it is, but I'm listening to you, so please continue on. (laughs) I just want to make sure because – One of the things that I did learn from 2015, we did a show in 2015, and it was Uh important for me to do this show. Yeah, we did a couple shows this year, but one in particular we did, and I can remember that the feedback from that moved me in a way that has changed the way that I even approach broadcasting. I think it was a very positive thing. But out of uh, criticism, yeah, it was criticism that I didn't quite understand, but I had in the past had uh, a way of like, I hear you, I heard what you said, but that ain't what <laughs> how it happened. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I was like, that ain't right. what happened, and I just let it go. And I did not take that opportunity to grow from that feedback because regardless of whether or not I agreed, it was absolutely a result of what I had obviously put out in the atmosphere, and that was really, really a a, a good change for me, a a difference for me. It's been a different way of my approaching any type of topic. I've called myself trying to be uh, instrumental in being the other 
side of the shoulder where one person would be, you know, in one pro, and I would try to take the opposition, but it came off as argumentative, it came off as offensive, right. and it really turned off some people. So I was very grateful, absolutely grateful for the feedback. If you could, please introduce yourself to our listening audience as our phone lines are picking up. Mr. Armani? All right, what you want me, what you, what you want me to say? <laughs> I just want you to tell, tell the people. I know how ab- uh, absolutely amazing that you are, and some of uh, the listeners Thanks. may not know that. And then if you could, from there, just introduce us to some of your platforms that you've been um, speaking on in, in 2015 and, and with your uh, platform. All right. Well, um, my name is Armani Valentino. Um, I have been in the um, relationship, self-help, communication, um, transformational uh, inspiration slash motivation slash coaching for <laughs> Um, since about 2006, actually before mm-hmm. then, but professionally full time since uh, 2006, and uh, you know I've been I've, I've been all across the country. Uh, my main focus primarily uh, when I first started was uh, women and black women in particular, and then over the mm-hmm. years, I guess what has happened is is that uh, you know your message falls wherever it falls and hopefully mm-hmm. you know it falls on good ground and so over the years many people from all around the world um uh, follow me uh, reach out to me most most people reach out to me privately for whatever reason <laughs> for help mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. And, and 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 on one hand that's a good thing but uh on the other hand you know oftentimes people don't really know who you are when they come across you like oh my god where have you been where have you been and mm-hmm. um so you know i guess that would be a little bit about me i'm a national best selling author um, of, of a book uh, entitled 99 Questions You Must Ask a Man Before Sleeping With Them and Definitely Before Having Sex. Mm-hmm. I like saying national best-selling author because everybody nowadays is calling themselves a best-selling author, but there are multiple uh, kinds of best-selling authors. But to become a national best-selling author, you've sold uh, a certain number of one title. And uh, mm. that that is, um, you know, a best-selling author. I'm a best-selling author on Amazon multiple mm-hmm. times over. Uh, regionally, mm-hmm. multiple times over. But uh, other than that, I, I do plays, uh, movies, direct movies as well, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and, and just a few other things. Just really sing. living life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot. I've, I've been I've been doing that for the last twenty years, though. A lot of people didn't know that about me. But uh, yeah. yeah, I've been doing that for the last twenty years. I did that full time before I ever before I ever even um, started doing books, and so. I actually have my first full-length album of my own coming out because I had a, had a group and uh, ran a record label for a long time, which I recently started back up. And so, mm-hmm. really, I'm just I'm just living life, living life to the fullest, and and, and focusing on uh, making sure that I keep myself happy. Because uh, as I as I told told everybody uh, this year, you know, for the most part, I mean, what what's what's uh, what's more successful than that? Yeah. What's the, what's, the, what's you your net what? what's, what's the net worth on happiness? You know what I'm saying? Right, Where's your happiness right. meter at? Because I, I watch you. I know plenty, I watch plenty you of folks. Yeah. Plenty of folks. Go ahead. You're cutting out on me for some reason. Can you hear me? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, I can still hear you. Can you can hear me? Can you still hear me? Yes, I can still hear you. Hello, hello, hello? Yes, yes, yes. I'm still here. I'm still here. Okay, all right, great. I can hear you as well. And and so okay. what I was saying is is that that uh you know what's the what's the net worth what's your what's your net worth on your happiness you know plenty of people who are out here and uh, they aren't happy 
and they got the riches, they got the money, they have this and that, but they aren't happy. And so, you know, my my thing has always been uh, during my most productive years was focusing on on being happy, and everything else always followed. Money followed, uh, good health followed, uh, relationships followed, uh, good relationships with my friends, my family members. Um, business was was great, and so this was one of those years where my fo- my focus was on happiness, and it was a a tremendous year. It really was. Mm, yeah, and I could see it. It translated through the pictures. It translated through the videos. It absolutely translates. And again, the activeness that you have um, that's obvious in some of the posts that you have was evidence that you're not just making plans. You are actually living out you know, some of, you know, these things and and, and situations that are for you, which is different than just existing and having this, like, group of things you want to do. Because I think that's what I've been doing. I think that I've had this check-off list of things, and I've had this list of uh, want to do kind of, you know, maybe this would be interesting. And out of nowhere, I, I promise you, I think the stars align when you're in a space of opening yourself up to opportunity. Uh, uh, up at 2 o'clock last night and uh, Oprah's master class comes on and he said that exact thing that just because you know what it is you want to do just because you know what your destiny is if you never put anything into uh, action it's just like dreaming it's no different and it's not living your life Uh, you could be uh, alive and still not be living to the fullest potential. So when 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 you look back at 2015, if there's something in particular that you say is the biggest lesson to this point, is there any one thing in particular that you could say, okay, I got to leave this in 2015, and I got to pick this up and bring it into 16? Believe it or not, uh, it's funny you to ask that, and it's funny you'd be doing a show about this because um, last night – or maybe the night before, you know, I, I go through this time of the year. It's my, it's really about the last month or so. Um, I do different uh-huh. things, training, seeing what works, seeing what didn't work. And so uh, I actually already had a list of like 13 different things um, uh-huh. that worked and that were very good for me um, this year as well as in other years. I didn't really write uh-huh. a list about what, what not to, to leave. I like to focus on what works. Um, but I can, we can uh-huh. talk about some of that, and so you you just let uh-huh. me know. I can start wherever wherever you want me to start. I got my but I got my list. It was already written before you, you before you even reached out to me. Look at that! Look at that! That's just alignment. Yeah. Let me go ahead and open up a couple of other lines. Eighty two, okay. eighty six. Are you there? Can you hear me? That's the last four digits of your phone number. Please don't hang up. Someone just hung up. Listen, the show is here for you to say your truth, to share your truth, and to possibly share a truth that can help someone else. It's not to put you on front street. You don't even have to tell me who you are. <laughs> I can see I can see the last four digits of your phone number, so that just lets me know that you're there, and I'm letting you know that I can hear you. 8286, are you there? Did you have anything to add? I don't think they want to. And if, you, if you're on mute, unmute your phone, and that way we can hear you. One more time, 8286 are the last four digits of your phone number. I, I don't think they want to. Okay. So, and that's, that's fine. fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's, 
Yeah, because, you know, I think that a part of my learning in this year that I know I've got to leave behind is having to, and I, I, I don't, I don't think that I'm a type of person who has to have an amen corner. I do not have to have people to usher me into a decision or to pat me on the back and say, yeah, that's what you want to do. I've always, you know, kind of heard my own drum and and moved to that beat and, you know, kind of sort of would shield myself from people who I felt like may be against that drum beat. But I'm at a point in my life now that I'm almost, well, I am. I'm unapologetic about making some decisions in my life and some without even uh, having the need or feeling the need to explain myself. Like, this is what I'm going to do, okay? This is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to need you to just ride with me on that. And if you're not going with me, you got to go away from me. Um, Did you want to share some of the things on your list? That can, um, yeah, I mean, I'll share, you... I'll share whatever, whatever you okay. want. Um, but I, I say the first thing um, that really helped me out this year that I got back to um, was making sure that no matter what, immediately I saved 10% or more of my income, every dollar that came in. I remember one okay. time somebody somebody sent over, um, I don't know, it was $10 for something, and they bought something online off my, off my website. I, I made okay. sure that in my other account, that I took a dollar from that and put it into the savings immediately. And um, and I did that, you know, this year. And then it was a part of the year where I said, you know what, let me see how big of a difference this makes versus doing it, doing it versus not doing it. Okay. Right. And it made a huge, huge difference. I've always been the type of person to pay tithes and help people, mm-hmm. and, and I still continue to do that. But the one thing that I know this year that made the biggest difference was actively um, – putting aside a minimum of 10% of my income before I did anything. I mean, literally before I did anything, before I paid any money out anywhere else, I put out that, you know, that, that 10%. And so therefore this year I was able to actually save up more money than I've ever had, you know, at one point in time in my life period. And so that was a, that was a good thing this year as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the other thing that uh, worked, um, I took out some, I took out certain things in my diet that uh, were affecting mm-hmm. my skin. Um, I, I've mm-hmm. suffered with eczema over the years, off and on, and I really um, – and these were things I knew, but I kind of got into this place where, like, oh, well, you know, I'm healthy, I'm this, I'm that. It's just something I'm going to have to deal with, right? And that's not mm-hmm. true. Um, mm-hmm. Oftentimes, I think in any area of our life, we, there are certain things that you can control, and that mm-hmm. was one thing that I said, well, let me see what it really is and let me see what's up. And so I, I got rid of – of, uh, of of a large amount of dairy and milk and things like that into my diet, and it immediately mm-hmm. approved. And with that also, I, I don't know if you saw this, but I started back doing something that I did many years ago. Most people didn't know, and I'd done off mm-hmm. and on, but I've been doing it much more regularly, and that's the uh, the weekend cleanse. You ever see me post that up? I did. About my weekend cleanse? I, saw, I did. Now, when you say weekend yeah. cleanse, are you talking about the uh, colonic? Yeah, it's not it's not a colonic. What it is, it's it's an actual it's an actual weekend um uh cleanse that uh uh-huh. that I have and I sell it on my on my on my site and I send I send uh-huh. it out and I send the information out and it, it uh-huh. helped not only me this year with uh with some things within my own self, but also multiple uh-huh. other people uh, you know, bought it this year and they were really helped 
from it. Lost a lot of weight. Um, got mm-hmm. some 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 uh, uh, blood pressures down. Got some diabetes uh, kind mm-hmm. of in line. Got a lot of different things that that happened this year with different people, and so that was mm-hmm. that was that was good as well. Um, mm-hmm. That I learned that did work was making sure that at least every quarter I cleansed mm-hmm. myself. You know, I did a cleanse in my system every time mm-hmm. the, the weather changed. I made sure that I did a an actual cleanse and um, and it helped other mm-hmm. people do the same thing. I, I so. want to do that so badly, and I don't know why. I'm not even afraid of it. I'm not even afraid <laughs> of it. But it, it's like, it's like something. Seemed, I thought it was like kind of trendy because I had not. I, I, okay, I, had, I knew about it, of course, because I'm a nurse, and I knew mm-hmm. several other people who did it for different reasons. I, I right. know people who do it in preparatory for surgical procedures or to get ready mm-hmm. for, like, races and stuff like that. But, like, just for uh, – I call myself a generic person. Like, I don't have no uh, no marathons to run. I'm not doing any speaking engagements or anything like that, and I'm not overly concerned. And maybe I should be, but it's like I want to do it, but the fear of not knowing if it's going to give me the same results as other people have just bothers me. Even like, I know you've seen this thing where it's like a a body wrap. It's like this silicone type of apparatus that you wrap around your mid-waist, and it's got some types of minerals and and natural things in it It's supposed to take away uh, fats or pull fats to the surface or something. Don't really know right. all the details of it. It's because I'm almost afraid to know too much because if I disprove it in my mind, I won't even believe that it's going to work, and then I will have bought this, and then it doesn't work. I think fear plays a lot into that. What made you to game up? Because you said you had done it before. It obviously was helpful before. And what made you well, say, okay, I'll go back to that. Well, you know, it's one of those things I evaluate myself often, you know, which is why, you know, you reached out and I got, I literally have this list of what I, you know, what works here, what has worked for me. It says what has worked for me over this mm-hmm. year and previous mm-hmm. years is what it says. At the, and I had the list there. And mm-hmm. so um, what, what it did for me was, yes, it's a little more difficult when you um it's 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 a lot easier to keep things going well than it is mm-hmm. to uh try and try and go back and make things better after you've messed things up. And um, so I said, well, before things get too far gone, um you know, what 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 worked for me this year? What worked for me the previous year? What worked for me 10 years ago? When was for me in my life mm-hmm. and what was I doing? And one of them was making sure that I cleansed myself and was eating a healthy a healthy diet and uh mm-hmm. like tr- truly healthy not okay halfway healthy you know but I'm going to go and do this but then I'm going to go out and I'm going to go binge you know mm-hmm. um that was the main thing for, uh, for for this particular year and so I think that what made me go back was was that I really just wanted to try and and live um, and I've been trying still, still getting more and more things in order. But, you know, in 99 Questions, as well as um, This Is Why I Won't Marry You, there's a basis mm-hmm. for the book, okay? And it's 10 main areas mm-hmm. that I believe it takes to live a balanced life, and that's spiritual, mental, mm-hmm. emotional, sexual, educational, family relationship, health, finance, and physical well-being. Kind of like your 10 mm-hmm. hands and your 10, 10 toes, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. without... When, when, until you until you mess up your pinky toe, you don't understand how important that pinky toe is. 
You you feel me? For you to walk and for you to stand and for you to do things that you need to do. And the same thing, you know, if you cut one of your fingers or something, trying to grab onto something, you see how important all other fingers are. And so right. this year it's really been it's really been that, you know, that balance, the struggle for balance, trying to find the balance in everything. And so that's what I that's what happened. I said, Well, I want the best of everything this year that I can possibly get. Now, did it happen every single day? No, but overall, when I look back, you know, this was probably one of the better years that I've had in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. This is one uh-huh. of the better years because I really focused on being happy and doing and, and, and me taking full responsibility for me. See that? There you go. There you go, preaching. There you go. You understand? Me taking full responsibility down. for me. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Because mm-hmm. who, who, if I got money coming in, Mm-hmm. Right, and I can't save what I'm supposed to save. No, that ain't nobody else's fault but mine. Right. If right. I don't pay my bills on time when they come in and stuff gets cut off, that's no that's nobody else's fault but mine. Right. You understand? Right. If I don't right. if I don't exercise, that is mm-hmm. Armani's responsibility. That's my fault if I don't exercise. If I don't eat right, mm-hmm. that's my fault. Mm-hmm. Nobody else. I can't blame anybody else on that. So really, taking full responsibility and taking pride. In, in my daily efforts. And PRIDE is an acronym that we learned when I was in junior high, middle school. Um, mm-hmm. We were the Panther PRIDE was was what we called. And the principal said PRIDE stood for personal responsibility and daily efforts. Mm-hmm. Okay, personal responsibility and daily efforts. And uh, that was actually the guy on my Facebook, the older gentleman from the other night. They had him the red tie. If you go back and look, he was my middle school principal. And there's nobody who went to that school that would tell you they don't remember that because it's real personal responsibility and daily efforts. We want to put everything on everybody else. You know, the relationship that I have with my, with my son, that's my, it's my responsibility. The relationship that I have with his mom, that's my responsibility. The relationship I have with my mom, even, even our relationship that we have, our way of communicating with one another. I have to take my, my side for that and say, I'm going to be responsible to making sure this and making sure of that. And so really taking that and not pointing the finger out anywhere else, but only looking at myself in the mirror. That's a big step to take, period, because that's a step that uh, requires that you look at some folly that you have. And our world is set up for you to be excused and have an excuse for everything that you do, whether it's good or bad. And that is, you know, when – my life, I had this conversation with uh, Mr. Adams, and he's going to be on with us in just a little bit um, okay. earlier today. I had so many things going on that it literally took for them to be ripped away from me because I would not have removed them from myself because it pleasured me in some ways. Some ways it kept me from being accountable. Other ways it was just plain fun, but it wasn't good for me. And those things had to be literally stripped away from my life for me to have nothing and then have to make decisions that I was like, okay, now if I do this, this is going to fall on me because I always had like a, a a backup plan or an excuse. And and when you have the the maturity, I think it is, to say, you know, I, I this going to be on me. Whether it's good or bad, this is going to be on me. This decision right. or whatever it is. When you do that, you're almost set up to do extremely well in anything, in anything. Um, I got right. written down here 
uh, one of the most powerful motivators that I think uh, occurred in the year of 2015, probably in other years, but most obvious to me in this particular year, was hate. Now, unfortunately, and this is just my opinion, people may disagree with me, hate does not have to have as much power as it does, but hate is an extremely powerful emotion that almost transfers all other uh, emotions and can um, graduate and and, and, um, get people on board with uh, an agenda that makes absolutely no sense. But it's so proactive. It's so much more proactive than is love. And I know you talk about love a lot. I know you talk about being productive. And you seem to be just very focused on uh, not satisfaction, but de- like a destiny type purpose. Um, right. Do you think that you have to have some type of drive because hate drives good. I mean, if you just look at the calendar for 2015 and look at the majority of what's even reported, it's hate driven. When you cut through all of the right. red tape of all of the logistics of it, it's just basically hate. And did, what what motivates you? Um, to 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 push into a different level because you're you're graduating. I, I'm sure you could say 2014 was a different year than this year, and I'm in a different mm-hmm. space that's elevated. And so, what's going to push you up into 2016? Um, what's going to push me up? Um, what's going to push you up? <laughs> my 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 myself. You know myself. You know that 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 desire to to get better, you know, um, it's a, per, it's a mm-hmm. personal desire. You know, I, I have to live with me, you know, I mm-hmm. have to live with me daily, nightly, you know, I wake up with me, I go to bed with me and mm-hmm. I have to live with me. Only I know me, like I know me. Um, mm-hmm. and so I have to be, I have to feel good. I have to feel a certain way about me at the end of the day. Most of the time, mm-hmm. if I start feeling bad or if I'm down, it's very mm-hmm. few things outside of me that really can affect that. Not saying it can't be that it hadn't been, it can't you know it can't be, but very few things. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I'm more hard on myself than other people are on me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, therefore, I think what 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 um, what motivates me is I, I'm addicted to I think success in some way, shape, form, or fashion, and I'm addicted to being happy. And I look at happiness as the most successful. Um, Thing that there is, you know, and so I think that's what drives me. And I, I want I want other people to be happy. And so when you talk about hate, what I realize is is that hate is strong. It's very strong emotion, very strong emotion. And for some people, it's a motivator. It's not for me though. You know, the biggest the biggest motivator for me is love, and uh, love is the most powerful energy that there is in the universe. And oftentimes, what happens is is that when you when you do things. And and hate is the is the is the motivator of it, right? Mm-hmm. Then there are repercussions from it that you weren't expecting. But when love is the motivator, the real I mean, real unconditional, true love, which is God, you know, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. what's 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 more powerful than that? What's more fulfilling than that? What's more joyous than that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so for me, love is love is the motivator. I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine uh, for some years back, and uh, he always used to get up and teach 
because he he does some of this, but in a in a different type of way. And he he said, uh, we have a conversation. He was talking about, well, actually he was speaking. And then I told him after I said, well, that's not necessarily per se true. And he said, uh, he said, love don't pay the bills. Mm. You know, you, you've heard that before, right? <laughs> I, right? I have. Yes, I yeah, have. and I'm sure you probably have even said that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I did. I said that. Right. Actually, I think uh, I said something extremely similar to that to Mr. Lawrence earlier this evening. Is that love? It, it's got to be bigger than just that. And and you're saying no. No are love. You, love. No? He said. He says that was his thing. Love don't pay the bills. Okay. You know, he was on this whole this whole thing, love don't pay the bills, and so you got to make sure you get with this and get that. And here's the thing. Love is the only thing that pays the bills. Mm. Yeah. He said, what you mean I don't get it? I said, think about it. Love is the only thing that pays the bills because here's the thing. As a mother, mm-hmm. you love your children. That's why you get your butt up and you go to work and you do mm-hmm. whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. As a father, he gets up, he does what he needs to do, or he doesn't, or he doesn't. Here's the thing. A man, most of the time, looks at love differently than how a woman looks at love. But what I do know for sure is that when a man does love a woman, and he knows that that woman loves him in in return and he has given her his heart, Mm -hmm. love is what pays the bills. Love is what wow. pays the bills. The men who take care of their children, it's it's love. Even if it's the love of being free so they don't got to go to jail for child support. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they love freedom. Them. They love freedom more than that money that they, you know, <laughs> that they got to give up. Yeah. I saw some pictures on Facebook of on Christmas Day of, like the stove with a bow on it and the refrigerator with a bow on it, a light switch with a bow on it saying, I yeah. love you, you know, like that. Yeah. Merry Christmas. This is what I'm doing for you. And I, I can, I can remember my parents even saying, you know, I, you know, I, you wouldn't have nothing if it wasn't for me, you know, I'm doing this right. because I want you to have. And it felt like, yeah, for real, like really, that is some stuff that's just got to happen. But what you're saying, it honestly does not. It's absolutely a choice to get up and make sure that provisions are made for yourself, for your children, and, and significant others. And I never thought about it that way, that love uh, is the only thing that pays the bills. I've, I've never even thought about it that way. I thought it was just, you know, me getting up going because I had to. It ain't had nothing to do about love. But, you know, I'm confused about love. We're going to do the love series coming in 2016. I think we got our other special guest on the line, Mr. Lawrence, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, I am here. Can you hear me? Yay! <laughs> we got faith. Listen, we got two men on the phone, and you know, I'm, I'm I had been notoriously known for male bashing and not loving the men the way that I should, and a part of. Uh, 2016 will be extending the olive branch to them because I think that men have a lot more to say about a lot more things. We just don't give you guys the opportunity to do so. And I think, too, that when men take the lead in something, a lot of the issues that we have 
uh, particularly with relationships. And we've got to get that book on the show, too, uh, Armani. Um, a lot of things are driven because it's my opinion, it feels my opinion, that a lot of what women do, don't do, uh, take, uh, expect, is driven off of what the male lead allows more so than the opposite. Because I think socially a lot of people say if a man, a woman can get a man to do anything, I would dare say that a woman is willing to do anything for a man who's just there for her and is honestly there for her, who doesn't surprise her with having like a hidden family or a secret love or just plain out lying. I think that the, the, the truth is one of the things that's driven me in 2015. It's almost um, impossible to not do well. It's not all the time a positive, but you will never fail if you just go ahead and just tell the truth. Like I, I think a lot of the scandals that we, we're even seeing on television, had the truth been said earlier and the embarrassment been over earlier, you probably could have recouped a lot of the losses with having to cover a lot. I think there was something in the NBA where uh, one of the – no, maybe it was the NFL where one of the football players was charged with deflating the, the football or something to that sort. Okay, if he had just said it instead of them having to find out and make him confess, I think we would have been a lot more okay with it. If Bill Cosby had have just said, you know, I was a celebrity – I had the ability to sleep with multiple women um, and give them the opportunity for stardom. Yes, I did it. And instead of saying that and you say nothing, then it can be, you know, it's contorted into so many different things that now we're like two years behind the initial uh, offense, and when the truth can just stamp out a lot of that. Mr. Lawrence, I was asking Mr. Armani what exactly he is sure uh, worked for him in 2015, and he's got a list. He's got a list of things that um, <laughs> worked for him. Uh, unbeknownst to me, he was already working on a list, and I think this is pretty common. We're at the last week of the year. Most people are signing up for the the gyms, a lot of people are, you know, going to their financial advisors and asking them how we're going to make this look better next year. A lot of people are finishing up their last-minute plans or checking off their last list. But until you know what you have done well in 2015, it's going to be hard to capitalize on anything the next year. What, 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 do you get, what did you get right in 2015, Mr. Lawrence? Or what was your pushing point? <laughs> what was it? I think one of the things I think one of the things I got right this year is to learn how to honor myself this year. Uh for so many years past prior, um I allowed other people to be a priority instead of allowing me and what I desired in my life to be a priority and for me to speak my voice clearly, articulately and um unashamedly. And one of the things I learned how to do this year is say, no, this is what I want and this is what I'm going to take. Now, you can take it or leave it, but this is how it's going to roll. And what it did, it gave me a new strength. And of course, it made me even more, made me bolder, but it also it, 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 it settled my feet in the, the full, fullness of my masculinity. 
And so that's one of the things that I, I have really taken away this year is to honor, to really honor who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't care what someone else might say. Mm-hmm. Now, how is that different from being selfish? Because I wrote down some of, you know, the things that I think that if I were to just put a, a, a label an adjective to the year 2015, I think the year overall when you look at everything, not just yourself but outside of yourself, uh, people are selfish. People are out for themselves. <laughs> it's every man, every woman for themselves. How is that different? Because I think you do have to take care of yourself, but how can you do it in such a way that it's not totally self-serving? Well, um, when you've been out of balance for maybe so many years, I think you do need to embrace the, the point where you do become selfish. Because I'm, I'm, I'm more of a giver. And so what I have mm-hmm. like, neglected to do is to give back to myself. So I had to mm-hmm. become selfish so I can pull spot, push myself back into a correct balance uh, with the world around me and, of course, with the universe. And so that, that's, that's exactly I had to do. I had to become selfish. I think when we happen when people are overly self, selfish, they tend to become unbalanced. And, of course, we have extremes and they do things that beyond measure. But when you've been a constant giver, you need to become okay. selfish. Okay. Well, I've invited some people on Facebook to call in to the show. She probably thinks she's calling in for something totally different. She says she's going to call in. But I'm interested in knowing what is important for the women as well. Now, some women, you know, I, 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 can't, I can't speak for us all. I've, I've attempted to at times, and I've had shows that are nothing but us women, us breasts, and, and we get all into a tangent of things and stuff. You know, and I think that's just, you know, it's the way of the world. I think even some men, too, uh, do that as well. Having to not put, you know, emphasis on stuff being more important than being happy. Because I think, you know, I'm not going to even lie. I think if I had a million dollars, that would help me be happy. I, I just really do. I don't think it's going to equal happiness, I think it releases my vulnerability to sadness and worry on other fronts for me to see the opportunity for happiness and for, for, for I think, Armani, it's love is the driving factor for him. Um, Mr. Lawrence, do you see one particular thing that's going to platform you up to a new, another level in 16 um, like he does? One thing that's going to platform me to, I think, um, for the 2016, what's going to really push me forward is uh, um, a new, cl- new clarity of focus on where I'm going. Just a new, mm-hmm. new, new clarity of uh, focus on where I'm going. Just being so crystal clear that is that mm-hmm. is unmistakably that I'm not I'm not that is unmistakably that I will not get there. I'm so clear on what I want. Because mm-hmm. I've been so walking, I begin to walk in. We look at selfish as a bad word, but actually it's not a bad word. Because I've been mm-hmm. selfish in 2015, knowing what I want. Now I know how to mm-hmm. get clarity on what I'm looking for in 2016. So the clarity is going to be so 
amazingly. And I'm no, then the other thing, I begin to eliminate anything that does not align up to the clarity that I have in my life. If it doesn't line up, you have to go. Sorry. See that? Yes. See that? You're preaching. Y'all are preachers. Y'all really are preachers, both of you. Both of you. <laughs> and I'm not meaning in a religious way. I'm just saying that you can get straight to, like, you cut things off to the bone really, really well, which is why I love having you guys on the show. I have first, you know, taken inventory of the good and bad, and we've kind of done that. Then number two, being honest with what your destiny is and distractions in that. Now, when you say be clear, when you say be very, very clear till it's almost inevitable that you're moving towards, you know, your path, what if you don't know? Because, you know, I'm, I, I say old loosely, I'm not that old, but I'm 42 years old, and it took me to this point in my life to really be comfortable with showing me you know, just being me. Um, I was saying mm-hmm. earlier, unapologetically just sharing. And a lot of it had to do with what people would think about, you know, how I showed myself or, or who I showed myself to be. Uh, and a lot of it had to do just with what I thought about certain things. I wasn't com- like, I was shocked that some things I absolutely love. Like, oh my God, I, for real? Like, I shocked myself. I wasn't aware of myself. But now that I'm in the place where I know who I am, I accept who I am, and I'm okay with being where I am, how can people then, either one of you guys, um, how can people find their destiny when they're just still completely lost? And I don't think that you have to be my age to do it. I think I probably could have found out earlier, but I didn't. Uh, let's start with you, Armani. What What is it that keeps people from being really clear and moving inside of why they're here? We start with me? Yeah. You want to start with you? Oh, okay. I mean, I thought you said something else. I, I guess I took the phone away real briefly. You know, when you switch from one ear to the next, and I didn't hear who you said to start with in the, in the interim. So uh, let's see here. I think this is what I think. Um, okay. Most of the time throughout my life, you know, I, I, I realized that I was a guy who who had uh, multiple talents, right? Mm-hmm. And I loved I loved just about anything that I did, and I understood very early on in life uh, what what I what I you know what I was good at and what I wasn't good at, and mm-hmm. so the things that I was really good at I actually um, kind of pushed away from, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. I was good at speaking, but I didn't really do a lot of speaking publicly. I was good at acting and, and was good at leading people, but I didn't really feel like leading people. Um, because most of the kids growing up, they wanted to do stupid stuff, and I wasn't going to lead them into doing nothing stupid. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it got to a point. It got to a point to where I realized that hey, I am me, and so I think the the accepting who I was, no matter what, um, mm-hmm. led me to to where I am now. Um, mm-hmm. and that is somebody who who enjoys life. I think that finding what makes you happy, finding where your joy is, mixed in with, with those things that are uh, are um, uh, you're gifted with or you're talented with, mm-hmm. I think that those, I think that will help you get to your 
your your path or your your destiny. And so I think that me personally, this is just me personally. I think that you're we're constantly destined for different things. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. At different mm-hmm. points and different times in our lives. And so while we have a foundation for one here, when we get to another area in our life, most of the time the level or what we're currently doing or the destinies that we've already accomplished along the way springboard us into the next one. And so mm-hmm. I think that in the in the quest or the conquest or the pursuit of happiness, I think that that's where we find more and more of what we're what we're looking for. You know, in all my relationships, and I was thinking about this earlier, friendships mm-hmm. and everything, the biggest thing that I think if you believe in 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 good and and not so good or the opposite of good, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that the enemy was trying to use people to get me from being happy. You understand? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. happiness and confidence are infectious. Mm-hmm. And so when 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 you have somebody like myself and some other people that I know personally who are most of the time happy people. There are people who do not want to see you happy because what misery loves company. They mm-hmm. want to see you down. They want to see you not putting it in their face. Sometimes you just got to put it in their face. Look, I'm happy. I'm getting money. Mm-hmm. I, I'm in love. I'm enjoying my life. And it just is what it is, you mm-hmm. know. And, 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 and for some reason, though, we rather put up stuff that's not so good. And and mm-hmm. I've tried this and mm-hmm. I've tested this that people 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 cannot find their happiness that they, they cannot find their their destiny or the destinies along life or the path that they're supposed to be on in life because they're on the wrong path and that's the path that doesn't lead to happiness the path that leads to destruction on a destructive path and happiness mm. is a choice happiness is a habit just like a negative attitude is a habit okay mm-hmm. and sometimes people are so used to things not going well for them in their life mm-hmm. that. They they develop a, hap, a a habit of of unhappiness, and you can't mm-hmm. find your destiny traveling on the road of unhappiness. I just don't I just don't believe that. You know I think you finally reach the end of that road and say, yo, this isn't working, and you got to turn all the way back around and head the other way. And so I think that finding your so called destiny, I think um, is I think we have multiple destinies. I don't think it ever stops. Would you say Bishop Jakes has found his destiny? Mm, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think All right. Me. You think he's found his purpose? Um, he has multiple purposes, but yeah, I, right. I see what you mean. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so you I think yeah. finding your purpose helps you to get to those different destinations and the more destinations that you set out to reach and you mm-hmm. get there, then you're destined to be there. So then we're looking at that as destiny. You understand? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, that kind of so, yeah. falls into that kind of falls into the area where people um, that I've I've heard and I've seen people say this too on 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 other um, on blogs and things like this. Once you learn something, and I know I said this this evening to um, Mr. Lawrence. Once you not perfect, but once you have learned your lesson, it is of most importance that you share that and give it away because there's something else that you're supposed to go to. Like that, that once you've gotten to that destiny point or that destination, 
it may be best that um, you give that to another leader because some people, they don't want anybody. I think that's where this whole hater revolution comes from. People say they are motivated by haters, and I just don't have, I don't think I have none. I really don't think I have none because I'm not going to focus on people who work particularly against me. Um, I just cut them off and keep on going. That's the last point we're going to talk about. But when you know that you have uh, exhausted that destination point uh, where you are, you're supposed to regroup, uh, take down those notes, pass those on to someone else who may move from that point in that same arena. Because, like, Oprah started as a radio personality, uh, and there, from there to a news anchor, and from there mm-hmm. to a, a TV personality, and then from there to a – I mean, she's got so many hats. She's now um, a spiritual guru, which we don't even know what platform she works on, and she incorporates so many different other religions that you can't really say, oh, yeah, that she done, she done maxed out here. You can't really say because she's just that open and surrendered to – whatever her uh, destiny is. So I, I, I don't know exactly how many I got. I just move inside of the one that feels unfinished. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mr. Lawrence, how about you? What what exactly do you think keep people from having um, their destinies fulfilled or identifying their purposes? Because I don't think you can really – Say what's going to happen next year. Uh, you'll be just existing rather than living if if you don't know what's keeping people from knowing. I think one of the. I remember years ago. I remember this minister came to our church back in um, I think the early nineties. Early, I think I was in college, early nineties, and he talked about this very thing. And he said something that I think is applicable here. He said you find your destiny when you find your problem. And I think a lot of time, a lot of us have not found our problem that we need to solve. And so yeah. we are solving other people's problems, not solving the problem that we need to solve. So the hairdresser's problem, when she sees somebody with nappy hair, is to solve that because that's what the person wants to get straight hair. If they want to get natural, yeah. now they solve another problem because then now they have natural products to solve the hair people for who want natural hair. But when a barber uh-huh. sees someone with a line is messed up, his, his solution he see the problem, he, uh, he addresses and binds the guy up or he gives him, pushes line back. My point is uh-huh. all that is that you find your destiny inside of the problem that you are passionate about solving. I cannot, uh-huh. my, for example, my thing is relationship. I cannot stand it that some people don't understand the relationship. But that's my problem. That is the problem that I see that I am destined to solve. Or when I don't mm-hmm. see why people don't understand certain things. My thing is for you to understand completely and clearly the subject matter. So when you find that problem that irritates you, that gets under your skin, it propels you. So you gave the example of Oprah and say Bishop Jason was excellent. They had found all found a problem that they were able to solve. And once they solved mm-hmm. that one problem, it led to another problem that they solved that was even bigger. She was solving mm-hmm. the problem of that blacks being Blacks being on the newscast. Guess mm-hmm. you wanted to solve another problem, not being on daytime. So Jay saw mm-hmm. the problem when he was in West Virginia of uh, woman die loose ministries who don't deal with men, a man who deals with a woman with woman issues. He was unique because he saw the problem that most ministries were not doing. 
So when yeah. we solve our, when we find our problem, when we find our problem and a big enough problem to solve, we'll start walking to our destiny. Mm. We gotta admit we got some problems. We gotta stop trying to be perfect. We gotta stop faking it until we make it. I do not like that. Um, I don't like that little slogan, fake it until you make it, uh, just, you know, make make everybody think that you're okay. No, I just, I, it's not my thing. Um, the last thing, and we're going to wrap this up because I think that my daughter is just distracting me right now. She's texting me how much she loves and misses me. Um, there are so many um Distractions, and that's what we're talking about. If things and people and situations don't move towards you moving toward your destiny, your ultimatum, uh, your goals, I say just cut them off. I, I say just snap them down, just read them their rights. And I had a way before of not even addressing uh, that cutting off, and I think that was an error that I didn't. Uh, Use constructively. I think that you can absolutely know that something or something, uh, someone or something is not supposed to be in your world. They're not supposed to be there. It's not. It's, it's distracting you from you just trying to be progressive in your regular daily living. Not even your purpose. Not even your destiny. Not even your goals. They just distractions. And I had an issue with just cutting them off. I would avoid them. I would make excuses. I would turn my phone off. I would get out of town. I would run instead of saying, okay, this is why this does not work with my plan. And I felt so much better once I was able to, you know, say that. And it's it makes for an easier move in the world, if you will, or move, period, when you have people that's on your team in your world. What what do you guys do? Because I know women, we will take back some wretchedness. We will we and, and not just in relationships. I'm talking about everything. We will forgive the person who stabbed us in the back. Men to me seem so much more uh, effective in identifying when something ain't working and saying, uh uh-uh, uh, you got to go and it's done. Like, um, how do you guys just clean house? <laughs> that's what I'm calling it. How do you clean house? Let's start with you now, Miss, and then we'll uh, go with Mr. Armani, and then we're going to get you guys' information so that people can know how to get some help from you guys. I think the biggest thing is that um, first, for me to even clean house, I had to first be honest with my, I had to be completely honest with myself, and then mm-hmm. say, is this thing, is this an asset, or is this, is this a liability? If you're not an asset and I'm dreaming about you and I ain't sleeping with you, you need to get out of my life. Mm. Mm. And it's just cut to cut to the chase. It's cut to the chase mm. because you, what you're doing is you are you are depleting energy in my mental space and my spiritual space that I can use to propel me further into my destiny. You must exit. Now, I mean, how I do it is. Clearly up to me, but I'm going to exit you out of my life. And what I'll do is I, I personally will go within and begin to exit you out of my life. And you wonder why, and it has nothing to do with me stop calling or anything like that. You wonder why there's no connection with us because I already made the exit from you from within. So when I do it without, it's a clean cut. 
Mm. So that, that's just. Where is Mr. Yeah. Lawrence? I haven't gone. seen him in a long time. He, he just gone. I done got put out. Is what I was saying. <laughs> how about you, Mr. Armani? <laughs> how do you how do you cut? Uh, how do you clean house? How do you clean house? You know, cleaning house has been a problem for me. If you want me to be honest with you, I um that that has that has been an issue for me over the years because I'm such a forgiving person. And uh, that was one one thing I, that I had on my list that that I didn't really go over. Um, mm-hmm. But cleaning cleaning house for me has has literally just been yo. I'm not responding to anything. I don't care what you're saying, good or bad. <laughs> you understand? Like I'm like you don't exist. Like I have to, I have to really literally treat people as if they do not exist, and I hate doing that. Like I really really hate doing that, but. I, but I've had to do that this year um, mm-hmm. to a couple of people. And, um, yeah, and, and the interesting thing is the month that I did that with one person in particular, I made the most money that I've made in one single month uh, yeah. since 2008. You understand? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so um, not really not really saying, you know, saying nothing bad against that person, but that person brought a lot of negativity, like a lot mm-hmm. of negativity. It's one mm-hmm. thing to disagree with somebody, you understand. Mm-hmm. It's another mm-hmm. thing to bring negativity to them and, and wish them harm. And I mm-hmm. actually just this past weekend I had to had to do that with somebody who's a family member. And that's mm-hmm. that's something bad, but I said, yo, my my um I had to turn my uh my uh fall back my fall back game on fleek right now. It's on fleek, so <laughs> I know how to fall back, <laughs> you know. And and so I've literally learned that like, yo, I'm falling back and they ain't mm-hmm. even got to know, but I think they'll figure it out, and so that's on them, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just it just is what it is. You don't I'm not saying you don't exist, but in mm-hmm. my world, because I'm the right. only thinker in my world. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's the thing. I'm mm-hmm. the, I'm the only thinker. I'm the only person who who can create for me, and you're mm-hmm. the only person who can create for you. And so, if you're trying to come in and create for me something that I don't desire, which is negativity and drama and all these other things, you know, I want love, joy, peace, health, wealth, success, and happiness, then Mm -hmm. you're playing and you got a problem. So at that particular point, I try and build this force field and um, that I can see who's coming, what's coming, and then come right on in. But if you ain't, as soon as you step in and I see you ain't right, then you're going to get on. Mm. (laughs) Go somewhere. So yeah, in, I mean, it just is. That, it just is what it is. Yeah. In the case that we're working well in your world, how can we get in contact with you, Mister Armani? Uh, you know, I'm easy. I think I'm probably one of the easiest people to get in touch with. I, I just really think I am. You know, because I answer, mm-hmm. I answer every phone call, just about every email, every text message, unless it's some BS, like I said, from some of the people that we was just yeah. mentioning. Um, uh-huh. But I mean, any, any, and everybody knew. Man, I'm mm-hmm. easy. Armani Valentino, everyone online, ArmaniValentino.com is my website. Um, CollegeBoyPublishing.com as well as my other website. But Armani Valentino, anywhere online on any social media site that there is, you can you can find me. Yay. And that's A-R-M-A-N-I-V-A-L-E-N-T-I-N-O.com. <laughs> Dot com. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Mr. Mars, same thing. I want to know how. If I'm not causing drama in your world, 
how can I stay in it and how can I get in contact with you? <laughs> the best way to get in contact with me is actually on Facebook, and that would be Lawrence D. Adams, and that's the best way to catch me on Facebook. Or, yeah, inbox me, or even on, you can hit me on Instagram. I think it's Lawrence D. Adams there or Mr. L Radio. It's Mr. L Radio Show. And on Twitter, it is Mr. L Radio Show or Lawrence D. Adams. But that was a, Facebook is the primary way to catch me. You can catch me. Oh, I'll talk to you. But as my good brother just said, don't make sure the force is with you. <laughs> <laughs> make sure. The force is with you. Listen, you know how we do it here on the Empire, a short commercial break and um, just a closer for the show, Empire Style. How about that? Are you tired? Are you sick and tired? Are you just plain done? Well, that's where I am, and we're going to change things. Here on the Empire, we change by informing, organizing, and doing things that really make a difference. If you have an organization or a program that is for the betterment of the human experience, that's where we're going to start. To be a part of this movement, please contact me. I am the Empress Cooper on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or email me at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com. Or just hit me up on my website, www.TheEmpress.com, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. Listen, I know that change won't just happen overnight. But nobody's going to change this but us. I just wanted to do a show that was just a recap of where we've been, where we're going, because it's happening. We're like a couple days before the end of the year. Everybody's getting themselves together, making their plans. And, you know, it sounds like the Christmas song, making your list and checking it twice. You know, but you we're not really sure what we had in inventory left over, good and bad, from this year. So there's not a whole lot of room going uh, that's going to open up for you in the in the next year. I've never been a business owner. I don't own business, but I do know one thing about business is that you cannot keep uh, stock uh, where there are already full shelves. You cannot have new inventory when things are already cluttered or not even placed in a way that is organized enough to see where things are going to fit. I used to work at the grocery store, so I know about that. Um, I, I, I can't say that I know that I got everything right or wrong in this year, but I know some things are absolute uh, for what I've gone through uh, in this year. And the year was uh, great in some points, lows at other points, tragic in, and yet other points, and still life goes on. The the good thing about life is that you get another chance to uh, get it right the, the next time. The, the day ends and begins in the same hour every uh, 24 hours you get to start totally over. And it is only in the times that you've already had. Uh, where you can look back and see what was what was good. I mean, it's really not as hard as we make it. It's just whether we're ready to face the task of making changes. Taking inventory is easy. We can all look and see what we did right and what we did wrong, what was prosperous, what was not. I mean, that's just kind of black and white. It's almost like mathematics. But the, the gray area is being honest with yourself with what actually is in your life at the present 
that feeds to the future of, of where you want to be. Now, if you don't know where you want to be, you just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep doing what you're doing, and things will probably be all right because you don't really have any way of gauging whether it's okay or not. Uh, living at the cusp of things, living in the moment is great if we're talking about sex or something else. But if you're talking about a life plan and a schedule for uh, your legacy, you really want to have some idea of what you would like that to look like because if you don't make it up, it will be made up for you. If you do nothing, that will be what it is. And cleaning house was the biggest thing for me this year because it was the hardest thing for me this year. Uh, Not all cleaning is wanted. Not all cleaning feels good. Not all releasing people from your life will guarantee that that space will be filled appropriately. And it makes you uncomfortable. It makes you feel some type of way when you remove things that have actually satisfied some particular need, whether good or bad, in your life, and then you have to make the choice of removing it because it's either stagnant or it is dying. Um, Looking at one of the uh, ministries, uh, I think it was Sunday, and um, he was speaking about breathing life into a corpse. You know, it's just you, you. No matter how much you want to continue to feed a dead body, it's not coming back. It's not coming back, and the stench of it sometimes is enough for people to know that it's not alive. But you don't have to get to that point. Some people have to. You know, some of us like to be dragging, you know, old dead things around because it's just what you've always done. But if you want more, you have to make space for that. And that is that is that is my plan. Um the uh I I, I don't have a lot of faith, you know, and I'm working on faith because faith uh is the belief that something can be that you can't uh uh, actually account for with things, something that's not tangible. It is a desire that is possible. And it is an impossibility that you have to believe so much so that everything you do, every drive you make, every move you make is in that uh, in that realm. And it almost seems like dreamy. I had a great conversation with Mr. Lawrence this evening, and it helped me so much because I took a two-week sabbatical to myself, to remove myself from everything just to be clear about what things were. And I learned a lot. I learned absolutely that the people who are in my life love me. They care about me. They, they see about me, and they're there for me, uh, and they're there to support me, the people that are there. I don't have a lot of stragglers. I don't have a lot of people that's, you know, in it, you know, to, you know, cause confusion. I don't have those people. Those people are gone. But at the same time, I have recognized some places in my life that I absolutely want to have filled. And um, I, 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 I can almost, I ain't going to say I almost taste it, but I can almost feel that once I can surrender to the possibility that it can be, it's almost like I still don't believe that it's going to be because I've gotten so used to that space being empty, that space being filled with that carcass, Okay, now I've pulled all of these things out of the way, and I might need to let it have a rest period. I'm willing to do whatever it takes for those places to be full, but full and completed with things that are absolutely good for me and for my entire life, not just my 
you know, immediate life, not just my physical life, but my physical life, my spiritual life, my economic life, my, my prayer life, everything in my life I want it to be filled up. And I, and you can't just pull anything off of the shelf and put it in there and think that that's going to give you all those things. Now, if that's all you want, then that's fine. But I know exactly what I don't want and I know what I do want. And so I'm in a place now that I have to, I have to now just give myself a chance to allow this uncomfortable feeling just to be there for just a little while. You know, I just can't hardly take it. I fed myself so in all of my last several years of giving myself what I needed, and it, it, it feels good to know what you need and be able to give that to yourself. But the things that I need now, it's not you know, if there's nothing I can do about it, I have to just be patient and wait. So that's what I'm. That's what that's what I'm gonna have to do this coming year. See, y'all, look, I feel like I'm in church. Y'all pray for my strength and Lord because <laughs> this is hard for me. I, I know what I want, and I think that once it connects, once that space is filled appropriately, then I'll say, uh huh, this that's that's it right there. I want to know it just that well. So uh, we're going to close the show with a song. Uh, Chris Brown, I absolutely still love him with his, you know, wilded out self. But um, some of this song just speaks to the being out and about and not really knowing what's going to happen um, tomorrow. But it, 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 it something is, and I just want to be prepared for it when it does. Until next time. What if the sky was turning red? I know we'd be safe right here in my bed. Laying face to face. Oh, girl, I love the way you sound. When you rain on me. So tonight, let's act it out. Show you how it's gonna be. I'm gonna kiss your other set of lips Hold your body by your legs and hips The world can't end until it's finished Cause we gon' And we gon' do it like it's about to be the end of the world And they depending on us To make us shake and love